Hello everyone, welcome back to I Am Podcast. I am so excited to be sharing another episode with you all. This one will look slightly different in that it is sort of a compilation of various thoughts and stories throughout different episodes, so I hope you enjoy and I hope you're able to get something from it. So, in this semester, I have a class on disability, social advocacy, and public policy. And in one of our classes, we talked about the concept of hiding different disabilities, whether it's visual impairments or intellectual disabilities or anything of that matter, and kind of the reasons as to why people feel they need to hide them or why they feel they have no other choice but to. And for some people, maybe that is what they choose if they have the option of hiding it or they don't want to communicate it and share with other people their experiences. And for one, the concept got brought up in class that people tend to hide their disabilities because of that lack of understanding and because of that gap between the disabled community and the non-disabled community, just a level of misunderstanding, misconceptions, and stigmas, stereotypes, the list goes on. There's just a lack of understanding. And I mean, it's understandable to an extent. You don't have to understand our experiences, but just offering support or offering an open ear and trying to just listen. I feel like at the end of the day, a lot of people in the disabled community just want to be listened to and feel heard about their experiences because we're not really looking for someone else to understand, especially if they can't. They, they haven't been there before. I mean, it's difficult to explain visual impairments and someone's level of vision when, A, it can change drastically, even day by day. Someday they're mm-hmm. good vision days, some days there aren't. And sometimes, especially for me, I mean, I only have one good eye. And even then, it's not so good. And so there's a lot of strain that gets put on it because I heard someone say once that, at least for having one eye, you're trying to take in twice as much with Mm -hmm. half the resources, (laughs) everything into one little tiny eye. And then if that eye is not working to its full capacity, then it's even more of a strain. And so some days I wake up feeling great good to go and other days it it hurts to look at stuff for long periods of time or it just gets really irritated I want to just rest and so it's difficult to explain that to someone when our experiences change day by day or even hour by hour but that's the thing with visual impairment some disabilities are visible some are invisible and I feel like specifically with visual impairments, it can come across as an invisible disability because visual impairments are such a spectrum, such a wide range. But wearing a prosthetic, for example, that matches your other eye or any sort of visual eye condition can look like an invisible disability when in reality there's so much that person is experiencing and they do live with a disability every single day. And so... It was easy for me personally to hide mine, and I did for almost 18 years, maybe telling a friend or two that I have a visual impairment, but even then, I didn't really want to accept that up until I really sat with it and learned to accept that this is where I'm at, these are my circumstances, 
they've always been like this. They're not going anywhere. So I might as well just come to terms with it. And I've since then been able to really talk openly about it. I have a genetic condition and I have two older sisters and there's absolutely nothing medically related with them. And then out comes me and (laughs) this genetic condition that affects every part of my life. And I think just as many other things in the world or just in life, the older I get, the more I start to really realize a lot of different things that I wasn't really aware of when I was younger. And one of those definitely being the only one in my family with any medical related challenge and circumstance. So it can definitely feel lonely at times. And that can also lead to feeling misunderstood which is a really difficult thing to experience. Something that crossed my mind recently. I feel like people tend to set the bar really, really low for people with disabilities. And what made me think of this is just that missing piece of understanding and trying to communicate things. But I feel like people set the bar really, really low for any sort of disability and at any time that anyone with a disability does anything above that bar that they've set, it's shocking to them. I actually had a conversation with someone about this a few days after I had that realization and people would tell me that I'm inspiring or that I'm so strong, but I'm just making a post about my story or something of that matter. And while I think it's nice to be able to pull inspiration from people and their story, sometimes I question, what am I doing making me so inspiring when I just get up every day and have to face my circumstances? There's only two options, face them or don't. And I have to, especially with disabilities, you have to face them like surgeries. You need to get the surgery that you have to, you have to go to the appointment that you have to go to. And I've always viewed that as I'm just going about my life just as anybody else. That's just a task for me. It's just what I have to do to survive just as anybody else, just like eating and drinking and sleeping. (laughs) And people set the bar so low, likely because there's a lot of misconceptions and not a lot of people choose to really try and understand or associate with people with disabilities because of social stigmas. So I think the message trying to get across is that people with disabilities are just like everybody. I know we always hear that, but I just wish that people could understand wholeheartedly that we're just like everybody else. And just because our tasks of the day and things to do and circumstances look different doesn't mean that we are less or more than anybody else. I feel like There's a lot of different approaches that people take with their reaction or the interactions with people that may appear different to their own circumstances. And that's why even just having conversations and trying to share stories on social media, that's anything of that matter, or even in-person interactions, if someone says something, trying to offer some piece of education and just moments like those are really what can help people to better understand and the differences that they see in other people try not to let that really drastically affect and impact how they interact with them because people they do a lot of people they do treat disabled individuals differently and that's because they don't know how to 
meet them where they're at. And even what I try to really communicate when talking about stuff like this is there's no harm in asking. There's no harm in saying, how would you like me to approach you? Or how would you like me to address you? Or how can I support you? Just asking questions like that and not make a big deal out of it. Because if you don't know, asking a question like that is harmless. But it's all in how you position it. And it's better asking than assuming. Especially with visual impairments. I mean, no one really knows, unless we communicate it, how well we do see or how we may need some level of support. So asking that can drastically change. Again, it goes back to we want to be treated just as anybody else. And we are just as anybody else. We just have different circumstances, but doesn't everyone. Nobody has the same exact experiences and situations that they're dealing with. And just because ours looks different doesn't mean that we need to be treated any differently, which isn't the case. It kind of goes back to that assumption piece. People assume that they know what we need when just simply asking and getting a response from that and going from there is all that needs to be done. And even going back to that class, my professor had said people try to be over accommodating sometimes because they think that they're trying to step in and help. And they're like, oh yeah, I'm helping out, kind of benefiting them, trying to help others, but you don't need to be over accommodating. Just asking and leaving it at that is all that needs to be done. And that's why I think it's just so important to have that communication piece because everyone is so different. And disability is not the same for every single person. Some people might have a disability, but they don't view themselves as disabled or they don't want to be labeled as such because that's not what fits their circumstances. And that's fine. Even people in the one-eyed community, they do or don't view having one eye as a disability. And if they do, they don't want to label themselves as disabled. Everybody's experience is just so, so different. And that's why I think it's important to give space to allow for people to have their own experiences and find what suits them or what doesn't because you can't speak for everybody and everyone's experience is so individualized. I got my first prosthetic at 18 months old so baby baby really small but I still have them they're all so tiny it's funny seeing how they change over the years but I have microphthalmia so my eyes are both really small and so I wear a prosthetic in my right eye. I still have my natural eye under there, but I never got it removed or anything. It's just smaller and over to the right. So it sits really differently in the eye, which makes it really hard to fit a prosthetic over it. And it's really common with prosthetics to have them look. I mean, no one's face is fully symmetrical is what I'm trying to accept and learn. But one of the symptoms of my condition is an asymmetrical face. So it's even more so. <laughs> and my eyes are really small. And no matter how close I get to a good fitting prosthetic, they don't look the same. And it kind of gives me face dysmorphia. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's how I look. And it's not for everyone. I stopped wearing my prosthetic. It was giving me a lot of problems, but kind of right around when COVID hit, around 2020 to 2023, I didn't wear one. And I'm glad I didn't because I felt more comfortable without it. And 
it was my choice and I just felt more like myself. And I decided over March to try it one more time and try to get a prosthetic to fit. But now, since I haven't worn one for three years, my eye, it changed just not having anything in. And so it's really difficult getting used to wearing one again and I find that I can't really wear them as long as I see others wear them and I'm like why can't I wear mine for hours on end like other people it just goes back to everyone's eyes are so different and how having a foreign body in your eye is gonna affect everybody differently Mm -hmm. it looks different on everyone everyone's comfort level differs there's just a lot of differences between each person that we have to take into factor. So I've met a lot of people since sharing my story and my condition. I've met a lot of people who have it and talking with them, even with such a small condition, it's found in less than one in one million females. So it's very small and the pool of us is is not large. But even within that, everybody's symptoms and circumstances and experience differ so drastically. And you're never really going to find someone else who fully understands what you're going through. And I've it, that's been difficult for me because even the level of visual impairment within our condition or there's a, a heart component. And so I had heart surgery when I was way older than a lot of other people that I know. They had it as a baby. And just things such as that are very difficult to have that level of understanding because yes they've been through similar experiences but our two experiences are not going to be identical and you want someone to kind of have a twin a clone to be like yes I totally understand and there are definitely components of our conditions that we've been able to have those moments of relatability with but not everything and so that's been something that I had to experience as well and at the end of the day it does feel really lonely but at least for me, that's when I try to lean into myself and grow that relationship I have with myself. So like at the end of the day, it's just going to be me, myself, and I. And I am the only one that can wholeheartedly understand what I've experienced and offer that level of support that I may be seeking from others. But I think there's definitely a a lot of importance in that and what comes to my mind is like a level of beauty in that even if someone doesn't have the exact same textbook similar experience as us it's kind of a cool concept to be like I'm the only one that's really experienced all that I have and being able to accept that and come to terms with that I feel like can be really empowering and being able to share that with others because everybody disability or not has such different experiences and that's what makes everyone unique and who they are everyone's experiences is so individualized and so I think it's nice to be able to have our own experiences for ourselves while finding pieces of relatability and similar experiences within other people That is all for today's episode. I want to thank you so much for taking the time and choosing to listen to I Am Podcast. Make sure to like, subscribe, leave a review, share it with a friend, and stay tuned for another episode coming soon. Bye.